Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Thank you. You are at the right place. This is the place to be. We're here, you're here, and we are ready to take off. Toxic bosses, the gift that keeps on giving. Rich Barron, my partner, Michael Bailey. This is what are we? Our mainline executive coaching dog on it, ACT and ACT. cultural transformation. This is going to be both ends of this again today. Toxic bosses, leadership, right. and what it does to the culture and what then the culture becomes and all that kind of great stuff. That's what we're going to talk about. So first, right out of the right out of the batting hole, we're going to start with this. Employee burnout. Morale. Burnout and morale. That? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And it's funny because, okay, these gifts that keep on giving, that's what we get from these toxic bosses. And the first one, like you said, employee burnout. Morale, you know that employee burnout is actually recognized as an actual health condition now. It's an actual health condition. And it comes a lot from these toxic bosses. How many times have we talked to people, Michael, that they they just simply do not want to go back into work because they have a toxic boss? Absolutely. Yep, they yep, love yep, the yep. company. They love what they do. And how many times have we heard this? I love what I do. I love the company. I love the product. I love the service, whatever. But I cannot take my boss any longer. Yeah, or the, or the leadership in general. That's right. Yeah. It is kind of a post-traumatic stress disorder, actually. It is. It is. And it's one of those things that stays with, with you. You just don't leave that that organization and it just disappears. You take that stain, that sting, that that burnout with you, sometimes for years, just yeah. trying to get over it. I mean, trying to get over it. It's yeah. not necessarily an easy thing to get past because it really does affect you very deeply. Yeah. yeah. So employee burnout, are you noticing employee burnout in your organization, yeah. employees are you starting to feel the burnout of being where you are at? And so that leads to what? The next one here is low productivity. Low productivity. Absolutely. Um, quiet quitters. A lot of it, you know, we've heard about the quiet quitters. And not all of them are probably have to do with a toxic boss. But how many times have you seen employees that just, you know, they don't want to be there. Um, they're not giving it the 100% that they may used to or had in the past. Um, they're constantly looking over their shoulder instead of focused on what they need to get done. Yeah, that's a, it's a very discouraging place to be. And it kind of leads to this next, and we'll get to in just a moment here. But this there's a lack of support. 
We talked about a lack of respect. We talked about uh, a lack of support in the past, that there's organizations that just don't seem to have those. That's an interesting thing, isn't it, when you think about it? Why wouldn't leaderships, managers, directors be involved in the support and the encouragement, the respect, the validation of their employees? Yeah. Well, maybe one of the reasons is number three here, silos. They're too protecting protecting themselves and what they got going. Here's one thing about a silo, Michael. You can look all the way up this silo in this department, but once you get to the top of that, there's going to usually be one person. That silo king or that silo queen, that they have developed this departmental silo based on what they want, based on what they feel is best for them. And these silos, are, are they are toxic. They're, they're contagious. You see these silos in organizations that refuse to talk to people outside of the uh, and that, that's going to actually bring us to this next point here in a minute. But there's there's a lot of you're, you're going to find that one person at the very top. Inevitably, it's going to be a, a senior leadership, someone in an executive VP role, someone even in a C-suite role who's over that particular department or part of that organization who has developed this into their own personal kingdom. And it's tolerated because. The CEO or the president or the board of directors allow it. Allow it. Absolutely. Allow it. They see it and they don't either don't know what to do about it or don't care about it. Or just if I ignore it, it's going to go away and they're going to do their job and I'll be fine. They're afraid. They're afraid to go in and say, let's have that conversation. What do you think you're doing here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can't do this without me. The smart business leader would go, watch. Yep. No, dare, yeah, dare me. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's go to number four. Fear as a result of the silo mentality. Silo first, company second. That's absolutely, yeah, part of that fear. You cannot converse with people outside of this department. And I've actually seen this in organizations. We've We've dealt with this, where there is such a rigid silo first, department first mentality. That even though we might be working on company goals, we're not going to talk to anybody else. And we're not going to let you have these meetings with other departments to converse about this. You know, we talk about this cross-functional team mentality and organizations. Silos are the killers of that. And really it is. It's a silo first, company second mentality. Which then gets to the next one, which is really interesting. And that is high turnover. So we've got this this situation in the organization, employee burnout's happening, low productivity because the morale is low, that kind of stuff going, silos, people fighting in their little fiefdoms about who's the boss, who's in charge, who's the most important person in this organization. And the result of that, because of all that, because you're really not focused on the business, the core purpose of the business, then you find out good grief. We got high turnover going on here. What's happening? And you can really see that start to creep in by absenteeism, everything we talked about before, and that turnover rate. You got people that are simply are not staying very long. And and it's interesting. There are companies that know this, Michael. There are companies that know this because they offer, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name the name of this particular company, but they offer a bonus, a hiring bonus that you don't get for two years. You got to stay with the company for two years. Then you get this bonus. 
You know how many people are getting that bonus? Nobody. If it, if it was such a great company, man, welcome aboard. Here's a bonus for coming to work for us. But no, some of these are like, no, it's, it's like a carrot. We're going to dangle a little carrot in front of your nose. Because if you stick with us long enough, we're going to give you this, this, this bonus. But best of luck type thing. Yeah, it's really a tease. And most people recognize that. Unfortunately, some get caught up in that. And, and they, yeah. uh, it's, it's really sad. But you do. That turnovers, that turnover, they're gone. People, you're missing people all the time. Yeah, because really and truly what you're communicating to these people is there's no value here for you to stick around. No. No matter what it is we promise you, no matter what we give you, we're going to be taking a whole lot more than you're going to be getting back. It's not always in money. There's a no. lot of other ways that your your uh, your your boss, your supervisor, people that you work for can be giving to you in terms of opportunities and perks. Also, yeah. just the appreciation, the respect that so many people are looking for. And so the result of high turnover is... Next one is core customer retention. People don't understand. And a lot of people we've talked to don't understand that retention, customer retention, is based on trust in that organization. And a lot of that is based on people they've got to know in the company. They know that they that these people are there to take care of them. And when you've got this constant churn in an organization where it's different faces, different people all the time. Picking up the phone, not aware of the, the problems in your company, not aware of how they're servicing your organization. They're going to go find the next guy that can do that. Because trust me, you know, there's always somebody else. That's one thing you need to remember. There's always somebody else. And if you're not that guy, if you, if, if you know, think about it yourself. If you pick up the phone, your company, you've been dealing with this vendor or whoever they are forever. And every time someone on the other end picks up, it's a different voice. And you got to explain everything all over to them again. You got to get to know them all over again. You got to get to build that trust all over again. The next thing you know, they're gone. And you're starting out with somebody else. Yep. And not only that in terms of the personalities, I think there's another level of that in terms of the procedures of the company. Yes. I remember oh, yeah. one company I worked with for a long time. They had the best customer service. They knocked themselves out. And it was like every time I talked to them, I thought, and I told them, you guys are incredible at customer service. I don't know what it is they do, what how they train you, yeah. whatever it is, but they're great. And I trust you. I really, really trust you. Over the past few years, I've watched that customer service go down and down and down and yeah. down and down. To where now actually getting to talk to somebody where before they're like very eager to get on the phone and talk yeah. to you. It is difficult. You got to go through a whole bunch of this and that. All sort. It's like checking out at some stores these days. Checkout people are almost a lost, you know, race of people. Yes. They don't almost exist. You got to go check it out yourself. Right. You oh know? yeah. Now they're getting even fancier self checkout things where they got the own the, the belt and everything. They just drop it on a belt and it goes down little ways and piles up at the end so you can go bag it yourself. <laughs> I tell you, this is really, really weird. It's like they're taking the people equation out of business. Yes. You know, without people, you've got no business. Yeah. What do you think robots going to do? Robots going to make things that robots buy? Robots don't need things. Yeah. Robots yeah. don't have a consumer mentality. So if you don't yeah. treat your people well, you're going to get these kind of crazy things going on and people don't feel like they belong and they and then they don't feel like they want to work with you. No. And that leads to this next one, this toxic 
leadership legacy. You know, absolutely which sets the tone for the next uh, generation of leaders coming up. Yeah, it does. It's that they see this is how it's supposed to be done. That micromanagement as a leadership style, do it my way or the highway as a leadership style, really poor driving for results type skills. Without understanding, you you drive for results with compassion around people. All of these things, this that toxic leadership legacy, and, and it keeps it's ongoing. That's another one of those great gifts that a toxic boss can give to your company. It's almost like an elitism. It's almost like a a, a class of nobility. Just yeah. do it because I told you so. Yeah, and you can't touch me because I'm part of the in crowd here. That's right. I'm part of the entitled people. You can't talk to me yeah. that way. You're not yeah. going to get away with that. And so when we really look at that, that really is not leadership of any sort, mean, anything. That is not what it is. This yeah. is just entitlement, positional. That's all that it is. And when you get to that point, then all you really have left at this point is that the, it, the organization itself turns. Yes. The organization as a whole becomes toxic. Becomes toxic, that culture organizational culture becomes toxic. And here's the problem. When when organizational culture becomes toxic and it's it's a top-down function, culture is top-down. It's not a particular department. It's not a particular silo. It's not a particular whatever you want to call it, Bob over in supply chain. It is a CEO. And if you've got a toxic culture, you then you've got a toxic issue at the very top. Because that's where it comes from. And if it's been ignored long enough, it is time to make a change. And, uh, you know, you boards out there that are dealing with this and seeing issues in your organization and continuing to let senior leadership stay in place, that's on you. It really is. I I remember working with this one gal. She was really sharp at what she did. It was an insurance business. And I think this is a company that bought other insurance companies. And her boss, I think it was her boss's boss, retired. And they brought in somebody outside the organization who really knew nothing at all about the business, not at all. However, his the boss at the top knew this guy. I think it was a military kind of a, an association, brought this guy in, and now he had the position, and everybody else had to train him on the people above him, the people below him. He had no reason to actually be there. Other than what? The guy at the top knew that this guy would do what it is that he was told to do and get everybody else to do what it is that then was passed down to them. Do it because he said so. Yep. That's not leadership. No, it's not. That's just executive command. That's imposter syndrome, too, because you don't want anybody to find out that you really don't know what you're doing. That's right. And so what happens over time is you get all this burnout going on on all levels with everybody individually. And then over time, what really happens is your company then gets the reputation of being a bad company to go work for. They burn through people. They burn out people. It's just a bad situation because you're going to end up being burned out as well if you go there. Absolutely. And here's the thing. We talked about this in a um, a previous podcast. Here's the thing. In 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 communities or cities or whatever, you're going to get the reputation not only as a bad place to go work for, because the word travels pretty quickly, 
you're also going to get that reputation as a company has poor customer service, has high turnover. We're not going to you know, want to work with them. The simple fact of the matter is 75% of companies flat out fell because of poor culture. And where does poor culture come from? Toxic bosses, toxic leadership, poor leadership. And what it really happens as well with that is over time, what you have is the lowest common denominator yes. of leadership. Yes. It doesn't get better. It keeps getting worse and worse and worse, worse and yeah. worse. And where it finally ends up, this is where it finally ends up, Rich. It is no longer about the customers. It is no longer about the employees. Yeah. It's at some level, it's not even about you know the middle management folks. It's just about one thing and one thing only. And that is, it's just about making money. Making money, yeah. That's all that it's about. And if it's only just about making money, then you can get rid of everything that does not in some way or another just allows you to keep all the money you can and spend as little money as possible. But that in the long run doesn't work because the world doesn't run on money. Yeah, there's a lot that goes on in the world that is about money, but it's always the people. You keep bringing this back. It's about the people. If you've got a situation where it's the people versus the money and the money keeps winning, that in itself, right, there's a short way to define this is a toxic organization. Yeah. And over time, it will go down. I've seen plenty of them go down because that's all that was all about. And some of these began, and I remember some of these companies I've worked for, they've been wonderful organizations. Like that. These are the best places to go to. Yeah. But over time, it became about the money. It became that's about it. the money. And then that's it. But you, people don't understand that it's the people that create success for the organization. The right people and the right position. And the one thing, too, uh, and I just got to throw this out there. A lot of companies think the leadership development and executive coaching is for these remedial folks that are struggling, that are the bad guys, that have had, you know, we're kind of the last leg uh, for this guy or gal. We need to get them some coaching. And if it doesn't work, we're going to send them packing. That's not what it's for. It's for those people who are high potential leaders. Pulling the correct talent levers and getting the right people in the right position and training those right people, not using it as a remedial function. Yeah. And and you and if, if you're one of those bosses that kind of looks at, well, they're they just don't quite have what it takes. You gotta we gotta put some extra money into this this guy or this gal because and obviously I don't need it. I'm not the one who requires this kind of executive coaching yeah. help. I don't need that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I tell you that guy or that gal who's at the top who thinks that the only reason there and it is whatever the reason is, it's not because of merit. No. It's not because of merit. Somebody thought you're going to be the person to do that for a while, but yeah. inevitably as we've talked about these different organizations, those people burn out their welcome fairly quickly. They kind of look like they were the right person, but it, and again, it was uh, about the money. There's a, there's an organization we've got charisma, here in Utah. That charisma, Woo. yeah, yeah. One, it, 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 yeah. Fairly large organization, a medical yeah. organization, right? Yeah. And I think how long did he last? Four years. Yes. Remember that? Yeah, about four years. And when he came in, he was like the darling. Yeah. He was like the guy. You know, it's all this money and all that. But after a while, he started realizing. You know what? 
he's not only burning time, he's burning our, our reputation. He's burning our people. He's burning. The bottom line looks better, but we're getting, we're getting hosed here. We're getting yeah. burned down. Yeah. And that's, and that's a sad thing because people lose sight of the one thing we keep coming back to again and again. What's the core purpose of your business? And can you stay true to it? Will you stay true to it? Tough times, great times. I mean, both can be either way, can tease you away, can tempt you away from it. Yeah. But if you stay with it, then you won't have any of these problems we've talked about here. No. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there thinking, God, they they've missed this. What about this? What about that? Absolutely. We we've we've touched on nine points today. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole lot of what abouts out there because toxic bosses they just keep giving and giving. There's all sorts of, you know, so absolutely. Toxic boss, gift that keeps on giving. And so if you got a toxic boss, bottom line, you got a toxic company. And don't you become toxed yeah. because of it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you can continue. I, I should say, get rid of the bad apples if you've got that going on. Really yeah. do. Yep, yep, yep. Make it a healthy place for everybody. That's that's really it. These times of tries, trials and challenges. I tell you, any place that is a healthy place for your people is is a real blessing to that. that and it conversely, gives on and on and on, keeps giving because of the yeah. goodness that they, that's there, because of the good yeah. principles that you're yeah. working with. That's, that's a big deal. So that's it for today. Is there anything else you want to say? Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. Michael Bailey, M-A-I-K-E-L, Bailey.com. Rich Baron Executive Coaching.com. Look us up on LinkedIn. And remember, people don't leave bad companies. They leave bad bosses. They simply do. Yep. There's only one reason to stay sometimes. It's because you're working for a great company. Sometimes there's only one reason to go. Yep. That's right. All right. Very good. That's it for today, folks. Thanks for joining us. Spread the word. Go out there. Do good things. Lift. Help. Make a difference. Make a difference. And until next time, take care. Take care of each other, and we'll see you soon. All right. Leaders, lead well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbaronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.